0: This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast, brought to you by TaylorTalk.org. Hey! What's up, guys? This is Adam, and welcome to episode 196 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. Those of you familiar with our history know that November 1st was the fourth anniversary of our very first episode being published and making its way to the iTunes Store. To celebrate that big occasion, Diane, Steve, and I did a live episode on November 7th, this past Saturday. Now, for the episode this week, we're doing something different for you. Instead of recording something completely separate, we are playing you the audio from that live episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to start the audio for you now. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, guys? We are live here on uh, Taylor Talk. This is episode. I don't even know what episode we're on, but it's our fourth year.
1: It's a high <laughs> number. It's like one ninety something.
0: One ninety something. Steve, you're our researcher. What episode are we on?
2: Uh, I'll look it up. One
1: <laughs> ninety-seven. Did we just do that?
2: May have. I don't know. I'll the just go with it. Know.
0: Well, this is Taylor Talk episode something. Uh, (laughs) uh, My name is Adam. I'm Diane.
2: And I'm Steve.
0: And we are here, if you don't know already, celebrating our fourth anniversary uh, on iTunes. I know this is on YouTube currently, but the podcast, you guys know, is usually on iTunes. Diane's nodding along with me.
1: Well, some people who are not watching this live could very well be listening to this on iTunes.
0: Possibly. Mm Um. Yeah, so we've been on the air for four years, uh, just a few moments in Taylor Talk history. I guess while well, we let some people join in on the live chat. So, Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, debuted with our first episode on November 1st, 2011. On that first day, within 24 hours, we broke 1,000 downloads on the first episode, placing us in iTunes' new and noteworthy section instantly, which was pretty awesome. Um, Some cool things that the show has accomplished along the way. We've been nominated three times for the podcast awards, including one People's Choice nomination, which is their big award of the night. And that was the result of over 8 million nomination ballots cast. So that was kind of cool that we got there. And today we are, what, up over 3.7 million downloads and counting. So we've come a long way since that day one. That makes it sound really impressive. What's that? I said
1: that makes this sound really impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not really. I'm just kidding. Maybe I'm not.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't hide facial expressions that we normally do on the. <laughs> I
0: know, like this whole like live thing where it's got our face on here. Um, I, I, I'm really nervous about because I feel like in my nose, I can't like.
1: I scratched like I have a itch on my chin, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't scratch. We should take a moment and, like, adjust.
0: (laughs) You can scratch. Scratching's fine. Um, (laughs) Just an overview of what this episode's going to look like, guys. We're going to be discussing the 1989 World Tour, which just ended its U.S. run last week. It has a few more stops uh, over the next two months before the year's out. But because we're based here in the U.S., it's time for us to talk about it. Finally. Yay. So we're going to do that. It's going to be a couple giveaways for you gonna give away some taylor talk t-shirts some of our vintage ones not the ones i'm wearing but the vintage ones that look like this
1: am i allowed Ooh. to win
2: mm, no.
1: If I, no if i get a trivia question right
0: no God. but there's going to be trivia spread throughout the episode where you will have your chance to win one of these really cool t-shirts um, we'll do our best for anybody audio delay um by audio delay i mean it's about listening a
1: minute, right? In audio
0: version. No, 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 I'm not talking about the video. I'm talking about the audio, like people listening on iTunes later. Okay, yeah. So if anybody's listening on iTunes now to the traditional podcast, we'll do our best. Anything we're talking about, we'll try and at least describe a little bit so it makes sense to you. Hopefully it'll make sense, possibly. Um. Yeah, that's kind of what the episode's gonna look like. So be on the lookout for those giveaways. If you are watching live, Please use the hashtag #TaylorTalkLive on Twitter. That's how you'll be able to engage with the show. We're going to be monitoring throughout, so if you have a comment on something we are saying, that will be your way of communicating with us. So yes, just tweet. Yes, and
1: I have a laptop set up over to the left, off camera, and I am monitoring the hashtag. So if you tweet us, I will read it.
0: I will see it. <laughs> I will see it. Nobody's keep tweeted us yet. Keep that either. in
1: mind. No, that'd be kind of embarrassing. Um, at world to Taylor said time for hashtag Taylor Talk live. Join the fun at TaylorTalk.org Oh,
0: well, thank you for that. That's Appreciate awesome. it. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, right now I'm just kind of stalling, letting a few more people join in a few of the stragglers before we kind of really get going into it. Just kind of making stuff up right now.
1: What else do you want to make up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, it is probably fair to note to anyone tuned in live That there is about a minute delay, so if you are going to tweet us, don't think we ignored you if it takes about a minute for us to discover your tweet. Because really, we'll see it, but you won't hear us talk about it for another minute. There's an
1: odd delay, but it's not very long. We can handle it.
0: We can make it work. We've done it three times before. (laughs) All right, let's jump into the 1989 World Tour. So once it ends officially, the 1989 World Tour will have visited 55 cities, including 31 stadiums, 52 arenas, and two music festivals. So something I found really interesting, just kind of going over some of this trivia and these statistics, is the fact that, um, and my source here is Xfinity, the tour sponsor. In one of their videos, they actually did the calculation and figured out that even though to us it seemed like this tour was smaller than the previous ones, It actually adds up to the equivalent of 250 arena shows in terms of attendance. Wow.
1: When you say some people feel like this show, this tour has been smaller than some of the other ones. I I mean smaller by shorter
0: okay like it, it started in May ending in December okay. it, it's all within the year 2015 I
1: think that's why we need to, to to clarify that because this tour was obviously not a small tour
0: no 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 no, no. that's you're right that's a yeah. fair point um that is what I meant by smaller is shorter in duration doesn't have quite as many stops as some of the past tours but the stops that
1: she does make the venues hold at least it seems like they're a lot bigger more people. they're huge. <laughs>
0: Steve's laughing at me. I,
2: I, I like your enthusiasm. That's what it's all Steve, about. I
0: have some stats that you're going to be really fascinated with because I think you and I are both uh, logistical guys. We think a lot about how things work. Mm-hmm. And I've always been very curious about how the tour works because it's just fascinated me because it's such a huge production. Um, you know, and some of the stats I pulled out, I did a little research beforehand. There were actually four weeks of stage rehearsals. And at the end put in, Two a day run-throughs of the entire show to get exhausting. ready. What's that? that?
1: That sounds exhausting.
0: I'm sure it was. It's what, a, like a two-hour show. Yeah. Um, they had to do that twice a day. A lot of work. A lot of energy went into that. Um, creation of the props took seven months to plan, build, and test. Wow. I thought Steve would like that one for some reason, but he doesn't care.
2: No, no, I like it.
0: Oh, you like it. You like it. I said, <laughs> "Wow."
2: What else you want me to say? Like
0: jump up and down or something. I don't know.
1: No, but okay. So if it took seven months to plan and build everything for the tour, that means that they essentially started planning for the tour, like the day after the album came out.
0: Right around the same time. Yeah. yeah
1: That's intense.
0: Which is pretty cool. Um Like I said, that was, yeah. I mean, that was the props alone. Um Other than the props, there's 164 costume pieces. Took over 21,000 hours to create. Wow.
1: I always wonder if she wears the same costume each night or she has like five sets of costumes that she alternates.
0: She has multiple costumes that she alternates. That's one of no, the things no, she's I done know. to make uh, the show unique. No, but I mean like different copies
1: stores. of the same outfit so that if she sweats in one, she can wear a different one the next night.
0: It's interesting you said that because like I said, like I mentioned, my source for most of these statistics, are um, my source is the Xfinity videos, uh-huh. the tour sponsor, and as part of the crew that travels along, there is an actual wardrobe team that washes and repairs and does all that stuff to all the costumes at the end of each show. So that that was ready to go for the next one. So instead of having duplicates, they just have people that fix them, clean them up. Kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And fun fact, because Taylor loves sparkles and things like that. um, All of those costumes collectively, collectively have over a million beads in sequence. Who counted that? (laughs) i I
1: always wonder where they get these numbers
2: someone that really likes logistics counted the each individual one
0: well you know know, diane i I don't want to i don't want to squash your your little heart with this one but i probably have a logical answer
1: What's
0: that well when they purchase the materials when they purchase the beads they purchase them in say a package of 250 multiply that by the number of packages purchased and you have the total number of beads purchased Sorry to get on the logical
2: Yep. Usually it's it, usually we're working on language and English and everything I know, else. know, this like
1: is that. so hard for me. That's why I have so many questions about the numbers.
0: I like numbers. I like numbers and words.
1: I hate numbers. Numbers are great. No way.
0: Numbers fascinate me, especially because like I said, I'm, I'm such a logistically minded person. I'm always like, how does this tour work? And it's really funny because one of the things I was thinking of when I knew that we were going to talk about the tour, this episode, it just, that pops into my head. I'm like, I wonder how many people it takes to put the tour together every night. And so I set out and I found the answer for it, you guys. Cause I was Very curious. nice. Apparently Very nice. traveling with the tour, there's actually 150 people, roughly, that travel with the 1989 World Tour. And that at each and every stop, they hire an additional 1 to 125 to 150 people locally that help them unload the trucks, build and tear down. Um, and that actually includes the 150 traveling people, actually includes caterers. They feed everyone.
1: Well, they got to eat
0: right people gotta eat that's an
1: important job um i just want to say hello to wayne and lisa from the uk and olivia wyman says happy four years um pierce is listening she's excited and so is augustine of the swift agency
0: augustine he is watching
1: so hello to all of you so happy. hello Uh,
0: augustine was actually going to get a shout out later in the episode anyway you'll see why because he is a wealth of information really like it seems like when we get on and we hit the record button and we publish for all you guys it seems like we know what we're talking about but really we just go read augustine's blog and just say whatever he says and and (laughs)
1: whatever he says (laughs) you make it sound like we are just mouthpieces for his blog or something no he's definitely a huge help
0: he's He's definitely a resource yeah so um that's that part Uh, In case anyone's curious, just carry on with the logistics. I know this is probably getting boring, so I'm going to wrap it up. Um, 26 trucks. You know those things with the Taylor Swift on it and her face? 26 of those with 11 buses that travel around the U.S. Hmm. I thought that was cool. Cool stat. Um, And and then finally, the uh, teardown process. This uh, explains a whole lot. Have you guys ever been at the concert where – they are rushing you to get out as they fast as possible, out, they're like, and over, they're so go. mean about it. They're like, "Get out of here, like <laughs> yeah. right now, go!" They're like, "You have to
2: leave," <laughs> but well, we apparently- want to stay, stay, stay.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, apparently, that teardown process takes about two and a half hours on average, and that's why they're kicking us out so fast. Because if figure concert gets out at eleven, they're not done working till about one thirty a.m. So that's that. Hmm. You guys don't care i thought no, steve i, liked it I, I it. Thought steve would be totally excited about this with me and i i, I
2: am gonna, excited i don't believe you steve i'm sorry um
1: there's a girl who's listening named lisa price and she says she loves numbers too adam i'm a trainee accountant wow. numbers oh. are her thing
0: yep i love you you're the coolest i should have pulled more stats i thought this was enough to bore people <laughs> <me>.
2: what <laughs> Oh,
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Rude. I'm kidding.
0: Rude. All right. So we're a few minutes in. Um, we don't even have a timer on this live broadcast. I don't even know how long we've been going, but we're a few minutes in. I think he gave everyone a chance to get here. Any late stragglers? Oh, we're about 12 minutes in. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's get down to business, shall we? Let's talk tour. Okay. Um, I thought it'd be kind of cool to share with people the experience of actually being at the tour just very briefly before we really get analytical it's so just starting from the point you walk in something really unique is that they hand you those wristbands right now did you guys notice the detail here that when they hand you a wristband i'm talking about the ones that light up their comment is always a gift from taylor a gift from taylor (laughs) as they're handing it to you a gift from taylor yeah. What effect do you think that has on in particular a lot of her younger fans? I think they're really like
1: I think the younger fans are probably like, "Really? Taylor wanted to give this to me." And I'm sure some older fans are like that too. I just think it's a nice touch because saying something like that, like, "We know obviously like it's not a personal gift from Taylor, but it's something that Taylor wants to it's give." It's not? <laughs> Um, it's something that Taylor wants to give to her fans to make her, her I don't know her concert seem more like fan involved because when people wrist and they have that like sparkle lights on that changes colors, it just adds a whole nother, um element and they're almost like part of at the prop of the show because they help it seem more sparkly. Why are you? Why are you going away? Adam's Taylor. like, he was making space between himself and myself as I was talking. I didn't know why
0: I was simply trying to point out the Taylor poster in the background
1: <laughs> that I was talking about, but okay.
0: No, it didn't. Um, so you get that that's your first moment though. And I think that's a really, it shows, it shows how meticulous and detailed Taylor is in the planning of her actual tour because it, it's thinking about the experience as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool because it's thinking about you from the moment you walk in until the moment you leave. So you walk in, you get that wristband, you go in, uh, maybe visit the Taylor Nation booth, which was out on the concourse, right? Now, what were your thoughts on that? Because here's something interesting. I thought when they first, when they very, very first, going way back before the tour started, tweeted something about Taylor Nation is going on tour. And they're like, we're going to have a booth to come visit and whatever. I was like, "Um, why?
1: I thought it was going to be kind of hokey, but it wasn't.
0: But what it It turned into was the coolest thing ever. And that was one of the biggest draws of anything on tour is people would go and they would visit the Taylor nation medium shows. The lines were like an hour long Mm -hmm. simply to take your picture in front of a backdrop and add a filter to it and then email it or text it to yourself. Mm -hmm. So that was a really cool experience. And I think that was a really nice touch. She added to this tour. Then of course, after that you go into the show itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Get got your openers and then you got Taylor and you look around and when you're looking around, I think that's when the magic first hits you that you're there and you look around and see this massive room that is soon to be full of people just like you that are going to be screaming the words to every song.
1: Yeah, it, um, especially at shows that were um, outside just because they're just massive.
0: Yeah, those outdoor ones, the yeah, stadium shows. The stadium shows were insane. Um, I mean, you got 55,000 people. So, so that's kind of the the experience of going into the show in a nutshell. So, um, let's talk show itself, shall we? Sure. We
1: shall.
0: So, it obviously opened up with her openers, um, which included, who do we have? Sean Mendez, Vance Joy, Haim. Am I missing? Who am I missing? Was that,
2: was Steve? that it? it uh, I, like the, at least it. the shows I went to, that's all that was there. I
0: don't remember <laughs> anyone else. Okay. So that's that. So starting with the openers, um, how do you guys compare these openers versus maybe openers on a previous tour?
1: Um, I really like Sean Mendez. I thought he seemed like a nice kid. I don't really know a lot about him except um, he's, he's got, cute. A, he's he has a he's, nice he's, smile. He's adorable. Um, and he also has a single on the radio, which for some reason name escapes me right now. And I was able to like, I know that song. Oh, hey. yeah. Um Vance Joy I don't know as much about except for Riptide. Steve, do you have any input?
2: No, I, I well my my thing is in both this and the previous tour, it was nice to have someone that I wasn't familiar with, you know, especially an international person like Vance Joy and then before that Ed Sheeran, where it was a good way to get introduced to somebody that you may not have really been listening to at that time. So um, I think it was a, a, having Van Joy was a great choice for this tour. So um, Shawn Mendes was good too. I really, if anything, he had a little bit more memorable memorable songs that are out there. Instead of like, uh, well, we had Austin Mahone there before. I mean, he had some stuff, but
0: I didn't see him.
2: I can't see okay, him.
0: I've I've got a confession. Okay, um, and, and it's kind of well, it actually ties into a question we got on Twitter Hi. from Olivia. Um, she asked how many shows did we go to? That depends for my answer. That depends if you count rock and Rio as a part of the tour or not, which it was the same set list, but it wasn't, I don't know.
1: I mean, that would depend on then if you counted London as part of the tour, because that was the same type of thing where she performed in a festival. Okay.
0: Well now we're just getting nitpicky and technical. So including (laughs) rock and Rio, I think I went to,
1: we went to Rock and Rio. We went to, uh, oh, four. Bossier, I went to four. Chicago, and Tampa. So we went to four. And Steve, how many did you go to? Two.
2: Two. Two. So I was at uh, right. uh, Pittsburgh and then also Tampa.
0: So my confession um, ties into that question. So the reason I was kind of analyzing it first, whether or not Rock and Rio counts, is because the openers weren't with her for that, uh, since it was part of a music well, festival. Well,
1: Ed Sheeran played before her. A Red so Tour was opener sort of was with like, her for that.
0: Right. And, a mix yeah. between.
1: The Red Tour and 1989. Yeah, a
0: little cross. But either way, so three official shows that had openers and it wasn't until Tampa, the very last show, that I ever actually went in to see the openers.
2: <laughs> well, I I've, I can say on that one, Adam, uh, the line for Taylor Nation was so long in Pittsburgh that by the time I got in there, Vance Joy was doing like his very last song as I was walking down to my seat. So it was nice at Tampa to, it, I don't know, maybe I was there earlier or something. It just seemed like I had more time to do things.
0: You, you didn't wait in line for Taylor Nation in yeah, Tampa. That's that right. that might have been the difference. <laughs> um, you, you didn't take the picture. We didn't take a picture in Tampa. That's unfortunate now that I'm thinking back on I it. I, wait I it in didn't It didn't occur line. to me until after the fact because it was so exciting that so many people we knew were there. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. in regards to your Pittsburgh question, Steve, that's why you don't wait in line. You just find someone that looks familiar at hey, how are you? And yeah. you just sort of, or by you talking to them, get yourself into line with them. That's so rude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a little rude, but in anything, being in the Taylor Nation line was great to meet new people. Because you have concert goers that, they get to a concert, they're going to go and they sit in their seats right away and that's the only thing that they do. Mm-hmm. But, there's the other ones that are aware, oh, Taylor Nation, they're in section, blah, 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 that they'll go over to see that kind of stuff and take part in the Xfinity pieces and that kind of stuff. So the people that are in the Taylor Nation line are ones that really kind of know what's going on. So that you really get to meet some cool people that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It's like I said, the Taylor Nation uh, booth concept seemed, uh, to use Diane's words, hokey. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> hokey at first. Um, but the concept was so solid. It really became a great place to meet other people that were like minded and things like that and get your picture taken. And those and...
1: pictures turned out really cool.
0: Yeah, they did for sure.
1: They took a while to receive, but. Uh, well, that's because there's never cool. any
0: cell service in the. Uh, no, when,
1: when I was in Chicago, it took us almost a week to get our picture. I was like, did it even no, go it through? Didn't. Yes, it did. I promise you. Mm-hmm. I will find you that text message. It was a week.
0: Whatever.
2: By the way, uh, Adam Augustine says that you should not be teaching people to cut in line.
0: (laughs) Did he say that? Yes, he did. Oh, and then and he also asked you, Steve, if you went to Nashville. He thought you went to Nashville.
2: I I did not go to Nashville this year. I've been to the past. Go to
0: Nashville.
2: I I like Nashville, and and (laughs) really, there was some good performances there in Nashville. But hmm, next tour, maybe.
1: Yeah, and then, oh my goodness, where was it? Beth told me that the Sean Mendes single that I was thinking of is called Stitches.
2: Oh yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's on the radio.
0: Stitches, huh? hmm
1: And then Lou and Taylor are here from Australia, so
0: hello Woo. to you. Wow, you guys are up late.
2: Good day, mates.
0: What time is it there, Taylor? Uh, it would be like- And
2: or Lou. What, like eight?
0: Probably in the morning.
2: Yeah, yeah like eight in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh, you guys are up early. Right. I initially said they were up late. ha <laughs> funny. Okay, so looking at Taylor's set list then, here's the whole set list. Welcome to New York, New Romantics, Blank Space, I Knew You Were Trouble, her new version of it. Um, I Wish You Would, How Do You Get the Girl, I Know Places. All You Had to Do Was Stay If There Was No Guest Filling That Spot, um, A Special Song of Some Sort, which turned out to be 15 more often than not. Well,
1: at the beginning, it was also... Um wonderland or you are in love
0: yeah she did alternate those at the very yeah, beginning the very and then beginning. it became a spot for 15 for some reason <laughs> then <laughs> then clean then the love story remix then style this love bad blood we are never ever, ever never ever getting back together um wildest dreams mixed with enchanted out of the woods and then finally shake it off um uh, rather than going through each one and being kind of redundant like yeah i like that one. Oh yeah that one was mm-hmm. good too um which one of these did you guys find to be really special that you want to kind of point out? And- oh, before
2: we even jump into that, Adam, there, there's one more thing I want to talk about the bracelets specifically. Right. So with the bracelets, you know, you put them on and you pulled your little tag out there to start the batteries and all that. The bracelet didn't do anything. You know, if you'd go and you know bump it or shake it around, it would light up. And you're like, Oh, that's kind of neat. But going into the show, you're thinking that may be all that that bracelet does. And then finally, when Taylor comes out and in, into certain songs, all of a sudden, that bracelet starts going crazy, and just to watch the people, the first time the bracelets turned on was kind of a magical moment to see.
1: yeah, definitely. that's cool.
0: This magic moment <laughs>
2: don't don't Steve sing too much, it. yeah,
0: Steve gets it, yeah, and it's like, what are these old guys talking about? That's usually old songs. Um, so back to the set list then, at, thanks to Steve's interruption. We're back Sorry. on the set list. Um, what was special? What was the standout? What was, What do you guys want to talk about?
1: Um, well, can I start talking about the first song? Welcome to Welcome New York. Welcome to New York. Yeah. I want to um,
0: point out how awkward it was out... that New York was not actually played. Uh,
1: well, yeah. it
0: wasn't to stop.
1: that is slightly awkward she she played that song in every city
0: except new york
1: and you're actually in chicago Um, but anyway um steve called it when this song came out because the um intro is so long it's it's like a perfect show um opener
0: Mm -hmm. you're talking about the actual musical yeah the actual music intro with like the with
1: the um clapping and i think steve said that like way when that song first came out so it's. it seems like when her next um, album comes out, we should be able to figure out what the first song will be based on the length of the intro.
2: Yeah, that's possible. That
1: to be a pattern, um, especially with the Red Show, too.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, and, and if anything, we did really question if, you know, Welcome to New York was going to make it there because it was very specific to New York and you're thinking going to these other cities that that wouldn't happen. But obviously, you know, it turned out to be a great, Uh, opener there. You know, you had the the signs up there saying the the street names on it and everything else like that. It kind of gave you that sort of cool city feel to it at the very beginning.
0: It was intended. It's supposed to feel kind of urban and city-like across the entire show. And we know the songs are, dare I say, sonically
1: the word again Uh, sonically
0: cohesive right was this list or was the actual sets were the sets rather were they visually cohesive
2: i would have to say yes on that i I would
1: have to say yes but to a possible detriment
2: okay
0: explain
1: because i think i'm trying to think right now there was there was that bit when she was wearing the white two top and the white shorts with the black boots. And I think she had that on for, I, um, I know places all you had to do was stay the special song, clean and love story when she wore the same outfit five times. And maybe I'm spoiled with like Taylor Swift costume changes, but I got kind of bored during those sets during that list because she was, just, she, she was just wearing the same thing, and I was visually bored.
0: Fun uh, trivia question. Not not for a T-shirt yet, but just because I thought of it. Do you know how many costume changes there were for Taylor throughout?
1: I can count real fast.
0: Count them. See if you can come up so with it. So she
1: wore the same thing for Welcome to New York and New Romantics, and then Blank Space she had a jacket on, and then she took that off for I Knew Your Trouble and I Wish You Would, How You Get the Girl. She had a pink dress on that lit up, and then I Know Places through Love Story was the same thing, Style and this love she had this the sparkly dress on. Bad blood she had on like a leather pant tank top thing. Same with we Were Never Reading Back Together. Wildest Dream, she had a skirt on, and then she took the skirt off and wore and wore like a sparkly unitard, and then shake it off she wore something else. So 10. Am I wrong? Just so
0: everyone knows, she we don't have anything up on the screen. She actually did that from memory and <laughs> wow. I'm rather shocked. Now, speaking off a jacket as one of them. I don't yeah. necessarily count that. And so the official off answer skirt, is nine.
1: But I got ten.
0: Nine. Because you counted jacket. Take and a skirt. Put a finger down. And the skirt. There were nine. <laughs> People nine. on Twitter defend me. Yeah.
2: That's considered a different outfit.
0: You a new you're, you're slacking on this whole I was like, counting. The, uh, um... She's slacking. What do we got?
1: Uh, Chloe 24 says that she loves the I Knew You Were Trouble remix me too her vocals were, were amazing in that song let me just say I don't remember which part she changed it I think it was in the second verse but when I first heard her do like a new tune to that or whatever
0: I was yeah Um, I totally lost what I was going to say
1: you were talking about the costumes
0: no no we were back on the music oh yeah you guys still haven't said which were the standout performances on the tour
1: well I'll go ahead and talk <laughs> Good. um I liked even though I'm not a huge fan of um how you get the girl I just that song just isn't one of my favorites i liked how it looked visually i thought the set was really cool because not only did she have rain but she had that background of i think it's the brooklyn bridge um and Mm, that was yep that was brooklyn and
2: then she had
1: the um acrobats on the light poles that were amazing and she had that that pink dress that um lit up and to me that seemed like a scene out of the Speak Now tour, just almost like how like fantastical it was or how much it looked like a set from um, a movie. I, that was my favorite visually.
2: Well, well, it's funny you movie. say that Diane about it looking like a movie, because yeah. I actually, I took some notes during each song, or at least the ones that really stood out to me. And I do have some notes on how, how you get the girl. And, and the one thing was the, the rain and the, uh, the Brooklyn bridge the lighted umbrellas yeah. that they had um, something with the Chrysler building, blinking stoplights on and off there in the background. Uh, what, what I actually thought movie wise though, is there was like a little drum and bass part that actually sounded a little bit like the whole singing in the rain.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is obviously, you know, a classic song from, you know, the golden age of Hollywood and such.
0: Sorry, Steve, we were distracted by Twitter because someone's trying to say Diane's right and Adam's wrong, but that's not <laughs> that's
2: That's true. true. That's very accurate.
0: Jacket is not a costume change. <laughs>
1: but I came up to 10. You said that there were nine costume changes. One of them was taking off a jacket. No, I didn't taking count
0: taking off the jacket. Off so 10 skirt. minus one, nine. <laughs> yeah, but Matt. one of
1: them was taking off a skirt. How is that different than taking off a jacket? You're still removing a piece of clothing. Taking off a skirt is
0: like...
1: So it was taking off the jacket. No,
0: wrong. wrong. Diane's wrong. (laughs) From the very beginning and remains to be, we are never ever getting back together. Um, How she turned it into a total rock version. And... That was that was really, really cool and really special to me, and I, I thought that was much, much better than even the original version, and I think it even took it a step above a lot of the songs on 1989, which, as a general rule, tend to be a bit superior to some of her earlier music as well, yeah. so that was the standout performance.
1: What did you guys think of the golf club, like, pole tap during Blank Space, when she would say that um, she was going to do some sort of um, experiment, which she did every single show. Um, where not she much would, of an experiment like, by the end. Dude. Tap the pole and then go um town or Tampa. Bacon,
0: okay, let's bacon. let's actually talk about that for a sec cuz here's a funny okay. story. So when we were at Rock and Rio which was um with the exception of the the Tokyo shows um the first stop in the US. So you know those videos that play between songs where she has some of her friends talking about their relationship with her and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at Bossier City, there was some glitch, or sorry, Bossier City, Rockin' Rio, getting all my tour stops confused. Um, there was some sort of glitch where the audio and video were off. So like, for example, um, you have, you know, her friend Cara, whose last name I can't pronounce. Um, she'd be on the screen but you would hear someone else's voice speaking because they were like significantly off from one another, the audio and video. And so then when she said something about Vegas and it kept repeating Vegas, Vegas. (laughs) Um, It was funny. I I turned, I was there actually with Diane and my mom and I turned to them and I'm like, Oh man, I'm like between the video and this now I'm like, someone's getting fired tonight.
1: (laughs) We thought it was a like technical mistake that it was being repeated. Uh And, it was on purpose so it's just kind of funny i think it was a nice touch just to i mean it was definitely her way of making each show different but i think the fact that she had to try to like fit a, a word in um into the song made it awkward at some shows where it just sort of didn't
2: I don't know. Yeah, but it was kind of neat in a way, though, like because it wasn't just the name of the city that was getting repeated. The Clang was getting repeated. Really, if anything, it reminded me and probably got some of her influence from Ed Sheeran using a loop pedal to be yeah. able to, you know, repeat parts of different things and put it all together at the same time. So it was neat to see that being built first with the Clang, then with the city name. And then there's a couple other things she did there. Um, well, the, and actually, that's another part of the beginning of Blank Space. She actually starts with the the repeat of boys only want love because it's torture, which it was actually kind of an interesting way to even start the song is to hear that playing rather than actually just starting the song normally as you would, you know, listen to it on the album.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Um, speaking of boys, all her dancers this tour were men and someone from um, Beth from twitter wanted us to talk about that
0: well why don't we kind of reserve that for a sec because we were going to talk about some of the differences between past tours and this current one okay so let's kind of hold off on that for a sec but at least we gave credit to beth on twitter so everybody knows that that was who suggested we speak about that because we definitely will in just a few moments i just want to know if you guys have anything else to say about the songs before before we kind of get into some of that stuff
2: I mean, there's all we sorts. Through. Oh, I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, it's just like every song has little interesting little tidbits to it that, you know, like Bad Blood, for instance, the microphone that she has there kind of reminds me of like Brass Knuckles or something like that when, you know, people would be fighting or something. So that was kind of a real subtle little thing, but I thought it was kind of neat. Um, there's just. Just a whole bunch of little crazy stuff there that, you know, you almost have to, and that's why I'm glad that I had the opportunity to see the show twice, because Pittsburgh was the first show I got to see, and, you know, everything is new at that time, and you don't know what to look for, all the little subtle things, so when I was in Tampa, that was what was nice, is I knew roughly what was going to happen, but then you just see those little details that you can see Taylor puts into the stuff that a lot of people aren't going to notice, but it really gives an extra element to it
0: speaking of which um anybody listening tweet us with that hashtag taylortalk live if you noticed something very small that you don't think anyone else or at least you think the general audience didn't notice because i'm really curious because i'm sure there are things that we did not see no comments from you
1: guys i i'm trying to think if there was something subtle that i saw but i don't know
0: i don't know but Either way, as far as the set list goes, the reason I want to move into some other things is because if you guys kind of rewind the clock a little bit, um, episode 184, so taylortalk.org slash episode 184 is where you can see that. That was our initial review of the tour, and that has that um, perspective put on that discussion where we, uh, that sort of initial perspective, our our first thoughts, um, we go through song by song. Things of that sort. Um, That's kind of why we're not repeating it again and rather talking about some things that are different. Yeah?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, So let's – well, I I said we're moving on from the set list, and I was about to talk about the set list again, but something different. The songs that were cut, All You Had to Do Was Stay and This Love, she started with those, uh, presumably based upon the fact that – her fans wanted the entire 1989 album as part of the tour, but -hmm. then she cut them. Why?
1: I think all you had to do, all you had to do was stay was cut because it was during that part in a show where she would have special guests. So I guess she cut that song to uh, allow time for the guests to perform. Um, And then the same thing with this love on certain shows, she also had a um, guest in that spot, but I don't remember. And I wish we had someone here who knew like what she performed at each show. But I feel like there were some shows where she cut this love and didn't put anything in its place. It was just gone. Hmm. Well,
0: this <laughs> love didn't she alternate that with Wonderland? At no, the or... this
1: um, you're thinking of. You are in oh. love.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
2: And sometimes it's not as much of a mystery as we think it is. Uh, Certain venues also have different, you know, curfew hours or, you know, based on if the the folks are, uh, you know, working until a certain hour, whatever they're getting paid for, that they may have to, you know, shorten it just a little bit. Whereas other shows that are allowed to go longer can. So Mm -hmm. it could be something like that.
1: Yeah. For her show last night in, um, singapore this love was added back onto the set list i'm gonna credit um swifty 13 on twitter for telling us that telling us what that this love was added back onto the set list in singapore
0: oh okay which speaking of that i think there is a singapore show starting like right after we're done with this
2: is that the second one i thought there was there was one yesterday correct
0: yeah yeah, okay. but there's one starting very soon after we're done with this. Obviously, it is tomorrow there. I think it's already Sunday. This time
1: it, change is so confusing. It is. I don't <laughs> know, I don't know if, if I should say last night or today because it's <laughs>
0: – We'll just consider ourselves <laughs> the opening act for Taylor in Singapore. There you <laughs> go. Uh, from all the way in the U.S., right? Um, you know, as far as, as certain songs being cut, though, I think – think that you know taylor is is she makes her decision strategically right and i'm willing to bet that she just didn't get the response from those that she did from the other songs Mm -hmm. how
1: does she know where does she get her statistics from because i saw a lot of people on twitter upset that she cut all you had to do was stay yeah when you're talking a lot you you
0: have to think of Here we go with numbers again. You got to think of numbers in the right context. When you're saying a lot, you saw five people, 10 people, people in your circle of friends complaining about that. Taylor's playing for audiences of 50 to 60,000.
1: Yeah, but how does she know?
0: Um, I'm willing to bet she has people all around the venue monitoring audience engagement during every single moment.
1: So if people are texting during a song, then she's like, I got to cut this.
0: You know, I have, I'm going to leave, his name's anonymous, but I have um, a friend of mine who uh, used to, her dad used to perform here on the Strip in Vegas. And she worked as an usher. And I actually didn't know that at the time until I went to her dad's show and saw her there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like you get to work at your dad's show, right? Um, And she was telling me what she actually does is, is she worked in Conjunction with her dad. She was actually out among the audience. So during his various acts throughout the show, she was observing the audience and seeing what they liked, what they didn't like, take it back to him, and he was able to adjust his show accordingly.
1: So then, in the uh, you're being watched and that your reactions are being watched.
0: <laughs> so I think that goes if you for really any hate live, a right? song.
1: Throw a fit and it could be cut from the set list.
0: Yeah. So don't ever throw a fit during "We Are Never Ever Gonna Back Together."
1: <laughs> Nobody would do that. We've gotten a, a couple people on the uh, Twitter talk about how much they loved her rock version of "We Are Never Ever." Yeah. Back. Yeah.
2: And actually, I did take a couple of notes on that one. Not not much, but you know, because they were all like dressed in like all the the leather jackets and everything else like that. It was uh, reminiscent, I think, of Joan Jett is what she was going for there. You know, given that okay. strong women sort of kind of a a pop punk sort of deal there. And also it was kind of weird because there was that uh sound that would be played throughout that song too. Almost like uh from uh what is it Cher Lord there. What's her song? Want you back.
1: Yeah, but I guess that uh sound was just added for attitude. Uh, or, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, Adam just But that's
2: that's what I thought of when I saw it though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Steve was that with an indie record that is much much cooler than yours. Ah. It, it, ah. it it
1: it's better when you say the actual lyric. So do it much again. Cooler than
2: mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's that uh, that, that was my favorite part.
0: No joke, i I kid you not. I take—I like to take video at concerts. Um, which, oh, speaking of video, here's a fun fact for everybody. (laughs) So remember, on the last episode, the pre-recorded one, when we're like, "Hey, watch us live at uh, YouTube.com/slash/TaylorTalk13." Oh
1: yeah.
0: Our uh, our official YouTube channel. There, remember that. But now. We're here at a new location, taylortalk.org slash live, which redirects you to a brand new YouTube account called Taylor Talk Live. So you guys know how throughout this tour, it's been very difficult to watch videos because they kept getting taken down. Well, guess what happened to our YouTube channel? It got taken... No, the YouTube channel didn't get taken down, but... Um, some of the videos that we have shot at live shows have been taken down. And as a result of those copyright violations, YouTube won't let us broadcast live anymore. We got in trouble. Yeah, we got in trouble. But we're rebel anyway. Just make a
1: a new account. You can do whatever you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, that happened. now I totally forgot where I was going with that story. But, um, um, oh, to take videos, um. So, I, t- I like to take videos at the concert and things. And uh, for those who don't know, Diana and I, we actually road tripped to Bozier City, Louisiana. That with our dog. With the pup. And that on the way back, I was on my laptop and I was working with, I was transferring some of the videos and photos and things from my camera to the computer. And I was driving it was crazy because I kept. Putting that part that with some indie record that's much cooler than mine where she screams I kept repeating that over and over <laughs> on the video I just kept playing that one piece kept rewinding it and playing it on repeat and she was trying to drive and it was really fun I was having fun I don't think she was so I don't much, actually
1: but... remember that oh you
0: yeah. must have blocked it out it no, must have traumatized hopefully. you that much blocked it from
2: memory
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of my story with that I wish I could I wish I could share it with uh everyone buddy, but sadly I can't put it on YouTube because if the Taylor Talk uh, YouTube channel gets one more violation, guess what happens then? Then we're really gone. <laughs> then we're gone forever and ever. and ever. Then YouTube and Taylor Talk are never ever getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Um, okay. So, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to compare, compare the tours, right? Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to jump to that because, well, I want to jump to that. Um, I have been fortunate. I've been to three out of the four tours that Taylor has been or uh, has put on. I never saw Fearless. Um, Steve, I don't think you have. I ever. have not. No. You didn't see Fearless? Nope. But Diane did. I so. have, yeah. You're the only one that can speak to that. But So how do these tours all compare? What do you guess? choice clever chloe 24 we're 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 fighting now we're fighting
1: she tweeted diane is awesome thank you for saying that um and uh adam is adam's ego is bruised ego is not big enough for the screen that it's currently in
2: (laughs) wow
0: (laughs) i hate you all
2: adam is not a fan
1: (laughs) adam is not impressed
2: no now what were we talking
0: oh we were comparing tours yes um compare the tours guys well i guess it's probably easiest to start which was your favorite tour speak now steve
2: Mm. I, i don't know i hate to say it i don't know
0: Steve answer, answer there are no yes there are no there are no yes no things it's it's one of the look at Steve he's so professional I feel like you're on a talk show right now you have your glass of water off to the side <laughs> right right I, sh- I should I like, should have
2: like a coffee cup or something like like. A
0: Actually, drink those. Uh, a of you have this great shows. background behind you with all this Taylor Swift stuff and I just found an angle that showcased the one Taylor Swift poster I have up um, yeah, the but, one Taylor poster you have
2: up? The, the only problem, Adam, it looks like her leg is coming out of your ear. <laughs> there oh, we go. Oh, there That's better. That's better.
0: There she is. Um, that poster, of course, being from the Red Tour. Uh, but I would say my favorite tour was also Speak Now. Um, I could have kind of a slight bias towards speak now because that was the first time I ever saw her live in any capacity, whether it be, because to this point I've seen her at award shows here in Vegas, um, rock in Rio music festival, concerts, all all kinds of stuff like that. Um, But that was the first time I ever saw her live. And it's not like it wasn't, she puts on a concert that is not like any other concert you go to, right? Like, At other concerts, now, I don't have a whole lot of artists uh, as a basis for comparison, but one of the concerts I went to, and this particular individual can get away with it, but I saw Paul McCartney in concert. Now, he can get away with doing this, but all he did pretty much was just stood in the middle with a microphone and had his uh, guitar or his bass guitar, whichever he happened to be playing. That's because
1: Paul McCartney's presence is the show.
0: Exactly. That's why I'm saying he can get away with it. However... I find that a lot of other concerts kind of tend to do that also. Uh, Taylor goes above and beyond to create not just a concert, but an entire spectacle. Experience, yeah. Um, Yeah, an experience. That's a good choice of words. It's like an entire experience. Uh, I haven't done a giveaway yet, have I?
2: That'd be a good idea.
0: Why don't we do that? Okay. First giveaway to win one of these.
1: Taylor Talk T-Shirt.
0: Taylor Talk T-Shirt! Um, just to, I guess, preface this before everyone starts competing, I only have smalls and mediums. So if you are like me, um, I-, I hate to say it, but this contest isn't quite for you.
1: No, what you could do, though, is you could take the Taylor Talk T-Shirt that is sent to you. Um, even if it's not in your size, you can cut it up and put it on a pillow. Or make pillow, okay. put it on your wall, or, or use it ooh, as wait, a I dish have one. rag, or dust with
0: no,
2: it. No, 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 no. <laughs> dust with it. A
1: <laughs> dust mop. No, no, Clean no, no. <laughs> up your dog's pee with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Diana's mean.
1: I'm just joking.
0: These are cool designs.
1: I know. I'm just joking. So I, I, uh, I love that To
0: shirt. win a, to win a T-shirt, right? Uh. Oh, oh. Here's what they can do if they are big. If they're a big person, they don't fit in mediums. They can ask for a medium anyway. Cut the sleeves off and make it a muscle shirt.
1: (laughs) Is that what you're going to do with it?
0: Yeah. Well, I have a large. I got my large before the large is sold out.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: All right. Shall we get to a trivia question then? Here is how it is going to work. I'm going to ask a question. You... Are going to tweet a response using the hashtag TaylorTalkLive.
1: We give it to the first person, who and gets the first it, right? person
0: who gets it correct will win. We have to preface
1: this. Will we send it anywhere?
0: Hmm. We did last time. Yeah. Do we I want think, to send it internationally? I
1: think we can handle sending one t-shirt internationally. It's not like we're sending them a box. But of we t-shirt. have three
0: giveaways.
1: I think we should do it because that's not fair to just qualify someone if they live in Hong Kong or something. It's not okay. fair. Okay.
0: No matter where in the world you live, you have the chance to answer this question and win a Taylor Talk t-shirt. Because Diane will be paying the shipping.
2: Yay.
0: For those listening to audio only, her face just completely transformed when I said that. Meh. <laughs> Meh. All right. So first question. Name the date and location of the very first and the very last 1989 World Tour concerts. So again, the date and location of the very first and the very last 1989 World Tour Now, concerts. keep in mind,
1: the last 1989 World Tour concert has not happened yet. So we assume this will be the last show, but due to unforeseen circumstances, it may not be. But as of now, it's the last show. Right?
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> it's the current... ...music like a... Well, there's also
1: a, a minute delay. So by the time we ask this question, because the question was just asked, but they're not going to know until a minute later. All right,
0: so let's keep talking. Um, a few people on uh, Twitter here have responded... Um, world of Taylor said her favorite tour was the red tour.
1: Um, Pierce said that her favorite tour was the 1989 tour. And then, um, Chris L says that it has to be speak now. Yeah. It was their first time seeing Taylor in concert. Vote for speak now for the
0: same reason as me. It was her first concert. Um, someone else down there below answered too. Beth, Beth said speak now or red tour. Um, I am finding a curious trend here. Um, What's your trend that you're finding that people are naming tours other than 1989 as their favorite? And I'm well, wondering not Pierce.
1: Why. I think it's the nostalgia factor. Like you want what you haven't seen in a while, or you want you want what you, what you
0: want. Mm-hmm. Boys and boys and girls and girls. Yes. <laughs> Um, Yeah, no, there's definitely a nostalgic factor to it, but then there's a nostalgic factor to the Red Tour also, and people are kind of primarily leaning towards Speak Now, it seems.
1: I think that's the way it was with me, because I feel like Speak Now was when Taylor really launched into popularity um, a lot more than Fearless, because that was when you became a fan, and that was the first time that I had seen her show twice, and for me, that was just a magical experience. So I think maybe it was just the time in our lives of a Taylor fan, I guess that makes it special. Cause I think if she were to come out with a show that was magical, like speak now was now, I think it would be awkward in some way. Like she's already done that. She doesn't need to bring out the fairy tale. Prince princess.
0: You know what though? Here's something I thought of that. I'm kind of wondering. Um, do we have answers on that?
1: Um, we've got, wait, so this hang one on. Has this hang person, on. Let's
0: see if it's, who's got the right answer. This
1: wrong. This one, Swifty, um, 13 in Roman numerals. Is that right?
0: I would imagine it would be 13. What other number would no, it be? No,
1: no. I mean, <laughs> is this the correct answer?
0: Oh, wait, let's find out. Check the answer key. That's right. Yay. So the first one was May 5th. In Tokyo, Japan, and last one will be December twelfth in Melbourne, Australia. Yes,
1: yeah, some person um, got the first part right, but then they said that the last show was Tampa. And nope, the show's still going. Overseas. Show keeps moving
0: along. Um, okay, so um,
1: I will. I will save that.
0: Did you save you. it? Favorite it? We will shoot you a DM later with um, some directions so you can reach out to us. Share an address, a mailing address. That way, we can ship your shirt off. Get your correct size that you would like sent to you and all that stuff. So um, just hang tight on that. But who was that? Swifty 13 is the winner on that first trivia giveaway. Don't worry. There are two more, two more to come. All right. So here's what I was thinking with regards to the shows in comparison to one another and why people are leaning towards some of the older ones. Um, Obviously the people who are on our panel right now, as well as people listing tend to be fans that have been around for a little bit. Not all, that's not the general rule, <coughs> sorry, but tend to be fans who have been around for a while and have experienced multiple tours and things of that sort and been around for the evolution of Taylor. Now, Diane, you were mentioning Speak Now was kind of on her rise to this massive, like, yeah. popul- popular stardom, like, beyond the country community and things like that and really branching out. Um, so I wonder if one of the differences is, was, as we noted earlier with some of those numbers and statistics, we have a tour now that is hitting all these massive, massive stadiums and amounting to an equivalent of 250 arena shows worth of people, right? mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I wonder if the scale has something to do with it because the level of intimacy and the relationship Taylor has with the audience in a smaller venue is different than the relationship she has with the audience in one of those 60,000 person stadiums.
1: Yeah. I think that was one of my critiques of this tour. Just the, um, the um, intimacy factor, I feel like wasn't there. At least for me, I don't know if people felt differently but I really liked it in previous tours when she walked through the crowd to get to the um,
0: B stage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then during the red tour, she was carried. I really liked that. Um, And she didn't do that this time. She had this giant catwalk that would raise up and spin. And I feel like in her um, effort to make all seats, a good seat, she made none of the seats, a good seat.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that none of the seats were a good seat. Uh, I, I, would, like I would, I would say, I would say that at any given, not at any given or sorry. Yeah. At any given point, Your seat someone's was seat bad. was good and someone's seat was bad. And that changed depending on what she was doing. Yeah. Um. So she gave everybody a good seat and everybody a bad seat at some point in the show that just happened to vary depending on where you were because uh for example at rock and rio we were standing where the equivalent of the main main stage pit was on her regular shows and when she was out on the catwalk we were staring at her back the entire time or staring at a stage that had nothing on it those were the two options um so i thought that was kind of i it made it made what would be very expensive seats on the tour uh, kind of crummy at several parts of the show. We
1: were also farther to the right of the pit, like toward the um, end of the stage. And so she didn't ever walk over there. So it was bad.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's something good to point out. I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it. The fact that she doesn't go through the crowd anymore. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And I think that added something very, very special. You know, when you go back and look at old pictures, for example, of the point where, either she's being carried through the crowd on red or she's walking through on speak. Now look at the faces of the people around her. Yeah. It's,
1: it's so exciting because for some people who didn't know that she was going to do that, it's amazing. And I remember on speak now, um, even though I was not um, in, um, in a place that, sh- that um, she could walk by, it, it was still really cool to see her do that. And it was still special Um, even though she wasn't close to me
0: on on speak now she walked by me and I got to pat her on the back back. before (laughs) before I got before I got a (laughs) massive sweaty buff arm in my face by a security guard (laughs) you can't touch it can't touch this
2: but but don't you think some of that is just because of security concerns is Taylor being as big of a star as she is now You know, even in Speak Now, she wasn't as big of a star. But we've seen on previous tours, and you know, people try to go to her houses and everything else like that. It just that kind of stuff is what I think they want for the simplest way to get people that were maybe not up close in the front to be able to get a good chance to see Taylor. Plus, I think it's kind of funny because a lot of times when they use the catwalk is when she would start a lot of her little monologues. So it was yeah. almost like she was on her little soapbox talking down to you oh, about yeah. everything. And, you know, it, it really kind of made it that seemed to mean more when she would talk then.
1: Yeah, that's true. It, it it drew more attention to the fact that she was talking.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, um, Steve, in that in her, as part of her evolution, her security has had to change. Um, and that's probably why things have changed as they had. Mm hmm. But that doesn't excuse the fact that they have, in fact, changed. And it does, in fact, uh, make the experience a little bit less intimate.
2: If you've experienced those previous tours, you know, I think that's part of it is the people that have seen the previous tours may lean towards the older tours. One for nostalgia and two for, you know, because I think actually, but fearless, was she not actually walking through most of the stadium and that kind of stuff like she'd appear in sections and that. she
1: appeared in a section and started singing hey steven and it was i think it was usually like section 13 of the um the um arena and then she would walk down the stairs and then walk to the b stage and then from the b stage she'd walk back to the main stage
2: Mm -hmm. so you you would So it even was more intimate back in the you know fearless days, even more than speak now, and it just slowly has changed, and that's kind of how it is.
0: So we've slowly lost some of the intimacy, but I think one of the things that is very commendable that we have to talk about, since we are you know primarily revolving around 1989 in this discussion, is the fact that she still has maintained intimacy with her audience. Um, she still gives her her speeches, of, you know, and her advice and. She's become so widely quoted now for her advice and her um, what's the one about like you are not someone else's idea of Your
1: opinion you, of what is it like you are not someone else's opinion of you yeah
0: like that one
1: her clean um, speech
0: and so I think she has maintained a level of intimacy and closeness because every bit of advice she gives up there while she can't be among the audience like she used to be every piece of advice and everything she says. Her audience takes to heart. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, um, and speaking of things that the audience pays attention to, we have a listener, uh, clever Chloe twenty four, who called you out, Adam. Called me out. She listened <laughs> to an old episode and was like, "I thought you got a hug, Adam. Listen to old um, episodes. I swear, I thought you got a hug." Oh,
0: clever Chloe! You are so clever. Let's talk about that. Um. Speak Now was the most interesting and bizarre experience uh, for me because it, it, how I ended up at Speak Now varied. Now, going into the tour...
1: Is this really necessary to talk about how you got out? Kind of. Okay. This is a lot of backstory.
0: Okay, so going into the tour, I did not actually believe I would ever see the Speak Now World Tour because I live in Las Vegas and there was no show in Las Vegas. Um, Through a series of random happenings and circumstances, um, I ended up at three different Speak Now shows. Um, One was in Cleveland, Ohio. One was in Los Angeles, California. And one was the final one where I actually met Steve for the very first time. That was at the final show at Madison Square Garden in um, New York City. Now... Because Clever Chloe is so clever and remembers all these old episodes, the these two experiences were two different shows. So in Los Angeles is when she walked by and the, the pat on the back thing happened. In New York City at Madison Square Garden is where the hug happened.
1: But you made it sound like that you only got to touch her back. In an awkward way during the speech. now. No,
0: no, no. It wasn't awkward. We- Just people, <laughs> they reach their hand out and she touches hands and, and she does that. All I did, it was an accident. I reached my hand out and she missed sure, me. She skipped me.
1: It was an accident. <laughs> Accidentally on purpose touched her back.
2: There you go. That's, I my know. favorite part still is the fact that Adam and I were both at that Cleveland show, but yet did not know each other at that point in time. Yeah.
1: Same with the um, LA show. I was there too. And I didn't know him. Either. Um,
0: to take the LA one a step further. My own cousin who I've known since the day I was born was at the LA show and I didn't know she was there. So. She just
1: didn't care to tell you.
0: Um, or she didn't know I would be there. Or I didn't, you didn't know she would tell be there. Her, Therefore yeah. we did not communicate to one another that the, the we would be there. Um. Where were we in this discussion, even? We got so sidetracked. I,
2: I think we were comparing the different tours and such. That's kind of where we're still at. Can we talk at. about
0: the male dancers now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, talking about. Yeah, since we're talking about those, it's who right suggested place. it earlier so we can give them a shout out? Again.
1: I know it was Christy Rose or Kirsty Rose. And then. I thought
0: Beth said something.
1: Beth, Beth did too, but I remember. I think it's Kirsty or Christy. I don't remember. Okay, either way, yeah. a couple of
0: people suggested that. Now, um, Let's talk about it, because there was an all-male dance crew on this one, where in previous tours, she had female dancers as well.
1: And during I New You're Trouble, they were shirtless and sweaty, which was different and
0: fun. That was a very risque um, performance. <laughs> uh, by Taylor's standards, anyway. By the Las Vegas strip standards, it was tame, but... Well, it was normal.
1: Yeah. Um, it was interesting that she chose to do that, because... I, I wonder if she only had male dancers for that performance specifically because there, like, there wasn't a lot of female presence. Why are you making faces? Okay. There wasn't a lot of um, female presence on stage besides Taylor. Um, but during this love, she did have her backup singers come out and, and sing that with her, but then it was cut. So that wasn't seen at a lot of shows. And Adam is using <laughs> Google effects to make pirate hats. I
0: am now wearing a pirate hat. I see that. A pirate's life is a life for oh, me.
1: That's what he thinks about. We're talking about fans. the
0: all guy dancers. Guys are mean and scary like pirates. Okay. Arg mateys. Okay. <laughs> Ye be talking about the male dancers versus the female dancers. Oh. Um, hang on, let me get rid of this hat. Okay, uh, so I feel like it really changed the performances, though, having the males versus males and females. It's it gave this tour, which this might have been intentional. It gave it a much more aggressive and tough uh, sort of image, where in past tours she had like ballet and things that were a I bit love more graceful that, and,
1: yeah.
0: um, I guess, beautiful rather than cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, are you saying men can't be beautiful and women can't be cool?
0: I did not say <laughs> that. I, I, th- I think
2: that's what he's implying, yes.
0: <laughs> I did not say I that. I know a lot of beautiful I men. And I didn't say those that. Male because dancers, the ballet happened with both when men they were and shirtless, women. There.
1: They were beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was still beautiful. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't come up with an um, anal- analytical reason about the male dancers, other than there were male, male dancers this time.
0: Well, what about the fact, what did you guys think? Speaking of the lower level of intimacy on this tour, um, what did you guys think about the fact that the dancers were totally brought to the forefront and her band, who's been with her a long time, pushed back? When for the most part, mo- a lot of these guys were new. Almost all of them were brand new. I uh, think... No loyalty um, <laughs> level with these um, with these guys yet. They, there was no loyalty built up. They were brand new.
1: Well, didn't Paul have a guitar solo?
0: Yeah, but with the lights off and you couldn't even see his face.
1: I knew it was him.
0: Of course you knew it was him because you knew.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I, I, I guess it's just when Taylor changed genres from country to pop, she also wanted her tour to look differently too. And in a lot of pop tours, you don't really see the band and the focus is instead on the singer and the dancers.
0: Um, you know, I think you're right. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I was just trying to get your opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it goes back to what we've talked about in past episodes about when she has had her little debate with 1989, where her label is like, Hey, you know, for shake it off, can we throw in some steel guitar and things like that? And add a little countryness to it to put it on country radio yeah. also. And she's like, no, we have to, you know, we're at a fork in the road. We have to go one way or the other. We can't mm-hmm. do both. Um, uh, And I think that's part of what it was is if she was going to go into this new genre and attract a new audience and also make her old audience happy and do that whole thing, she had to go one way or the other. She couldn't go two ways at once.
1: Was her band even on stage for a lot of it or were they off stage? Now that I think about it, I
0: don't remember. Well, Uh, even if they were on stage, you wouldn't have noticed.
2: Right. That was not what the focal point of it was. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the new layout of the stage, Having the catwalk, for instance, I mean that was really the focal point of the entire show. Was things that were going on on the catwalk and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, previously she had those kind of T-shaped stages, which right. that 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 created a, a totally different feel on on how it is now with the having the catwalk. So.
1: You're right because with the T-shaped then there was space at the end of the catwalk for more people to stand. Right. And she just had the like the line there was only
0: room for her.
2: Yeah, that catwalk was pretty darn narrow overall. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't all that wide.
0: Well, you know, speaking of the catwalk, that kind of brings me to trivia question number 2 and t-shirt giveaway. Ooh. Number oh. 2, oh. cuz it was related to the catwalk. So, again, I'm flashing the t-shirt for you guys. This is what it looks like. If you want one of these t-shirts, be the first one to answer this question correctly. Now, this one we might have to wait for someone to research because if someone knows this off the top of their head, I would be very impressed.
1: I don't know this one.
0: How much does the 1989 World Tour catwalk weigh?
1: Is a lot an acceptable answer. No.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about the number of pounds see if anybody knows that question
1: so it has to be in pounds
2: what if it's in kilograms
0: i can't do the conversion so pounds (laughs) yeah okay so back to the catwalk talk um so yeah it was narrow so less people could be on it but Mm she still well it depends on your perspective it was either very narrow Or it was very wide, because the whole thing rotated. That was the whole point of the catwalk, Mm -hmm. is that it could rotate. Um, So it would end up very wide also.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Did Dominic's Nico said that um, because the band is to back her up and the dancers are to entertain the audience? So that was this person's take on the reason that the dancers were moved toward the more forefront But I guess you could argue, too, if you wanted to, that the band is also there to entertain the audience.
0: Yeah, Yeah, kind of particularly guitar players really get into their guitar playing. And there's an element of dancing involved with that, I think.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, we got our first attempted answer from uh, Evan. That's not correct, buddy.
1: I wasn't going to call him out, but you did.
0: Oh, Evan's a long-time listener. I'm just teasing. Evan,
1: that's too heavy. That's that's way too much. <laughs> that that would be overwhelmingly large to lift. I don't even know if that would be possible. Uh,
0: it's broken up into parts. I mean, I can give you a hint and say each slab was 100 pounds.
2: How many slabs were there, though?
0: Well, it's not just <laughs> the slabs that factor into the total weight, Steve. You have the whole mechanical element of it, too, everything below. I'm just talking about the actual slabs that they walked on.
1: We have our winner. It is Somebody, from- wait,
0: wait, wait. Somebody said 1989 pounds?
1: No, this one's <laughs> right. This one.
0: I know 1989 pounds is not right.
1: This
0: one. Yes, I know that one. World of Taylor got it. The answer Woohoo! is 40,000 pounds. What's wow. 20, very very heavy it was 40,000 pounds i
1: am saving that now so we will send you your t-shirt
0: yes so again we'll reach out to you with the directions to receive your new t-shirt
1: a couple other people got it right um sailor trips got it right you were just unfortunately a minute too slow oh no yeah sorry
2: but there's Alrighty. still one more giveaway
0: there yes, still there's still more one left. More. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk special guests because I feel like this is running very long.
1: Yeah, we should probably because we've been recording for over an hour now. So let's keep
0: going. Okay, so special <laughs> guests. This was the tour of special guests. Um, she obviously had special guests on the past tours, but not to the extent she did on this one. So, starting it off. Who was your favorite special guest?
1: Sam Hunt.
2: The, uh, shows that we actually went to?
1: The, I, I didn't no, go to that overall. Show. Sam oh, okay. Hunt. And Nick Jonas. <laughs> um, and Fifth Harmony. <coughs> Who else? Who else was cool?
0: Well, this is actually where, remember how I was like, hey, we're going to give a special shout out to Augustin later in the episode. Um, on his site, swiftagency.com he has all the special guests and surprise guests and secret songs compiled into an easily read list. So, and Adam, um, I will
2: take that one step further. So I used his website there to get all the information, and I put it together in a Spotify playlist. Yeah. Oh, so we'll cool. we put that in the show notes there. Um, yeah, if yeah. we
0: knew what episode we were on, we could No, actually, them, right?
2: it's, it's uh, 196.
0: 196. Oh, I thought it was you
2: were, you were one, to, that's the next one, This 197, so. All right, so Close if that. you
0: want a playlist of all of Taylor's special guests from the entire tour, visit taylortalk.org slash episode 189. That will be after this episode is published, so on Monday, starting Monday, what's the date Monday? The 9th?
1: The 9th, yeah. So Monday,
0: November 9th, starting then, you can go to org slash episode 196. And Steve has created a playlist that you can listen to on Spotify of all of the special guests from the 1989 World Tour. So that's kind of cool, Steve. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. And we
2: can probably tweet it out, too, before then. So if people want to start. Oh, yeah,
0: we can do that, too. So if you're following us on Twitter at taylortalk13, you'll get it a little bit sooner also. Steve's on it. Yeah. Uh, so, special guest then. You know, one of my favorite special guests, which I think people tend to forget about because it was all the way at the beginning, was Ed Sheeran coming at it, and Rio. <laughs> uh, they sang Tenerife C together. Tenerife C. What?
1: It's called <sighs> um, Tenerife C. Isn't that what I said? No, you you pronounce the F. You, oh. you just stop pronouncing letters eventually in that way. Well, word.
0: why are the letters there then?
1: I don't know. Don't speak French. But... <laughs>
0: I think that's French. French. Um, But it was really cool seeing Ed and Taylor together again. And I really thought that he was going to come out as a special guest on one of the one of the actual proper tour shows. And he never did because, you know, they've got that whole BFF thing going. And um, we haven't seen a lot of them together lately, um, which is kind of weird. But I thought he was going to come back out at some point because at um, Rock and Rio, it was kind of a given because he played before she did so he was actually part of that music he was festival there. he had yeah. his own act and was already there um, and
1: it was also their friendiversary
0: oh their friendiversary that makes it
2: i didn't even know that was a thing
1: it is a thing okay. they said it was a thing and it was there i don't remember how many years they had been friends i think maybe three it's years cool. or
2: something
0: like that. Maybe so two. i mean who else it was really cool when kelsey ballerini came out a lot of that people are
1: saying that on the twitter um Jack the Swifty said the best special guest has to be Lisa Kudrow.
0: Oh, Smelly Cat! Mm. Yes,
1: a lot of people liked Fifth Harmony. Um, Evan liked seeing um, Idina I, Menzel.
0: Oh, we were gonna get Frozen. To that, one. <laughs> that was gonna be my final one because that was yeah. We'll talk about that in a sec.
2: What about um, you know Mick Jagger? If you want to go back with some right. classics.
0: You know, Mick Jagger has such a huge name, but I am not familiar with his music. Really? You
1: you know Satisfaction. Everyone
2: I did know satisfaction, satisfaction,
0: but I mean, he just doesn't. He doesn't do, do, it, do it for, for you. <sighs> I
2: mean, Mick there, there were a couple throwbacks of different eras and everything else like that. You could tell that that Taylor involved the people that she really wanted to, you know, perform mm-hmm. with, and probably hasn't performed with in the past too much, though. Too, you know, had mm-hmm. had a, had right. a lot. Like Alanis Morissette, that was that was a classic there too.
1: I really liked how it seemed like she pulled out a lot of newer um, artists and a lot of people who had songs that were popular on the radio.
2: Yeah, but that was there was definitely a lot more of that going on this, this tour, um, especially even for the last show for us there in Tampa. There with uh, Alicia Cara, you know, she's yes. coming out with an album, and and it was kind of like Taylor's chance to. Say hey, you know, and that's how she almost introduced her was saying, Hey, she has an album coming out November 13th. Make sure you go get it and that kind of stuff. So,
1: yeah, I got the uh, pre order that came with half the song. She's really good,
2: she is really good. And, and you know, that's one thing we're probably going to start hearing her name a lot more. So, it was some of the people, you know, they had a couple single songs out there on the radio and that, or you know, one huge hit. But it was nice to see them out there. So maybe they can continue to have success in years to come.
1: Yeah, definitely. For sure.
0: Um, Who else did you guys like?
2: I got to look at my list.
0: (laughs) I I have a moment uh, that was very special to me.
2: Okay, good.
0: That I wasn't there for. In Los Angeles, when Kobe Bryant came out, oh, <laughs> yeah. that was the best moment of the entire tour. That was so cool. Adam
1: was so upset he wasn't there. I was,
0: I was really mad I wasn't there. I was so mad I wasn't there.
1: She also had Selena, um, Justin Timberlake, eh. Eh. Um, John Legend came yeah. out saying um, All of Me, which, fun fact, I don't remember where I read this, because I read a lot of stuff about Taylor, but supposedly they didn't rehearse that. She just found out that um, he was there, and she's like, well, do you want to perform with me? So that was why he pretty much sang the whole song, because they hadn't rehearsed it. So she's just (sighs) being back up.
0: Um, Well... Speaking of that, I think that happened more often than you would think with certain people because she obviously, in addition to having guest artists come on and sing songs, she also obviously had people walking during style, right?
1: That happened with Julia Um, Roberts. Julia
0: Roberts was another one that she was there with her kids to see the show and Taylor found out about it, of course, and is like, hey, do you want to do this? And she was like, I'm... Not even dressed up. Yeah, like no she was makeup. wearing jeans
1: have... and her, she had her hair all casual, and her kids were like, Mom, you have to, <laughs> you have to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, so they thought that was really cool. And, and of course, she went out and, and walked. But um, as far as the people who sang with Taylor, though, I'm going to go with Evan on this and see the absolute 100% best one on the tour was when Idina Menzel came out and sang, Let It Go with Taylor. It was so good.
2: She Mind you, beautiful. dressed as Elsa. <laughs>
0: That's so beautiful. Dressed as Elsa <laughs> while Taylor was dressed as Olaf and it was Halloween and it was just everything about it was so perfect. And, and the thing about it, too, is this is the part that just blew my mind away, right? Is Idina Menzel has one of the biggest and most powerful voices on Broadway, right? She's very, very famous for that. I, during the performance, I was like, wow, Taylor's keeping up. Then, because I like taking my videos, I went back, watched the video and I would argue that Taylor actually outperformed Idina Menzel vocally. There's some big words.
2: But, but I'll give you one major thing. How many times does she perform to 55,000 people? Exactly. When you're doing Broadway, you're not performing to 55,000 people in a stadium. And that's a totally she, different ball was game. was
0: nervous. Or, I, mean, I would have been
1: nervous. A
2: little bit, Yeah.
1: I think her first couple notes, I was kind of like, oh, no. repeat of New Year's. This is going to be bad. Um, But then she got the hang of it, and it seemed like she was having more fun. And then when Taylor started singing, I could see her nodding. Like, she was like, yeah, you go, girl. You got this.
0: Well, that brings me to an interesting point, too. Considering Taylor's vocals on Let It Go, uh, it's kind of unfortunate to say this, but I think a lot of the music Taylor typically sings doesn't actually give her the freedom to really showcase her true abilities as a vocalist. Cause Let It Go is a tougher song than she normally sings vocally, I think. And um she really like hit it dead on. Like she did a great job.
1: Yeah, and then when she sang um Here in Tampa by Steve, can you remind me of her name, Alicia? Alicia Cara. Alicia Cara. It was an um R and B song and I really liked The vibe that i got from her when she sang her part of that song it was just really cool and really different Mm -hmm. so i think maybe it also must be just that we're used to taylor singing her own songs. so when she sings someone else's songs it's special so then we think it's better
0: perhaps maybe um so what do you guys think wrap up the discussion should we start to wrap it up do we have another giveaway of course we have another giveaway that'll be the last thing we do now okay don't we want people to stay for the last part of our conversation? Let's be real here. By we this want point, them they're
2: to only stay, the stay, stay.
0: They're only staying for the free t-shirt. The chance of free
1: stuff. <laughs> it's like I um I only go to parties for free food. Yeah. 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 No, Steve, I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what was the absolute number one highlight of the entire tour for you guys?
1: Uh I liked it when she sang All Too Well on the B stage in Los Angeles. Uh, Although I wasn't there for that. Steve? Someone else on the the Twitter side
2: too. I liked Wildest Dreams. To be able to see that is kind of like a little bit of a production there. The whole underwater and the piano was really cool. It was a good use of that song.
0: You know, speaking of uh, the whole underwater effect, that piano casing, this is another fun behind-the-scenes fact I, I picked up in my research. Here, the way they created that was by blowing fabric through water, and then using—gosh, well, what's the? It's—it's it's not metal. It's um. What
1: you're talking about the way they created the piano?
0: The casing the for the piano. piano. I mean, the piano was was a piano. It was a keyboard. Uh, but that casing that had that wavy th- mm-hmm. thing, yeah. the point of getting at it, it was actually created because Steve, you're talking about the water effect, right? Um, it was actually created by blowing fabric through water. That's how those free-forming shapes took place. It was custom made. So they blow it through the water. It makes those wavy shapes. And then they created a mold out of that, um, uh, and then plastered it and the metallic on I mean, the casing on the outside and that whole thing. So that
1: Sounds like really expensive art
0: well that's the point is it was a work of art and it was actually created using water so mm-hmm. um it was very very fitting but for me the highlight of the tour going back again is kobe bryant <laughs> really? i would never i would never <laughs> pick that. see you have to understand so kobe was he was drafted into the nba in 1996 by the charlotte hornets who don't exist anymore he was a draft day trade for Vlade Divac for the Lakers. So he's been with the Lakers since day one, 1996. I was eight years old at the time. I have been a Kobe fan ever since. I've been a Kobe fan since before I ever knew the name Taylor Swift. So my love of Kobe goes way, 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 way back. Like he don't, is Don't you have so. one of
2: his standees?
0: I do. I have a life-size Kobe Bryant. He's down in my garage.
1: He's protecting your car.
0: He's protecting my car. I also have a life-size Shaq and Michael Jordan in there too. I, I, yeah, they, they protect my car for me. They're very big men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been such a big Kobe fan and just the moment was so like, just the combined moment of everything, because the reason he was there was to present a banner for Taylor for being the artist with the most sold out shows at the Staples center. Um, and they unveil the banner and there it is hanging next to all the Lakers championship banners. And I'm a Laker at heart. I know they're not doing as well as they used to be. And it makes me sad that they're not a winning franchise anymore, but I'm still a Lakers fan through and through. And it, it hel- holds a special place in my heart to see Taylor, who I've become such a big fan of in the last several years to have her with a banner hanging right there next to all those Lakers banners. Mm. It's very special. That would Don't be
1: think. cool to see that in person
2: too. Yep.
0: Yeah. I know Steve is all like, football.
2: I, I like football. I'm, I'm nothing against basketball. basketball.
1: Basketball's
0: yeah. better. I'm not better really a sports person. Basketball requires far more skill and finesse than football does.
2: Well, I, I just, I like, if there was any special guest, I like the musical special guests that would do a song versus people walking down the catwalk or you know that oh, kind wow. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: There are a couple tweets coming in still.
1: Oh, Sarah Miller said, Wildest wow, Dreams and the clean speeches are- the clean
2: speeches were yeah, they're yeah. wonderful for for any non song that was probably the best thing it was I think- and, and, I and like people broke down too, you know, they really took the, her words to heart there like there was a girl not too far from me that like totally broke down crying because it in was Tampa? not in Tampa, actually in oh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. but you, um, you know with
0: steven tampa you would have seen it if no he saw
1: maybe it. not maybe it was a quiet breakdown maybe no yeah some of those were really good some of the things she said and i know some people got even some of the worst she said like tattooed
2: oh really oh
0: yeah, yeah they have done that mm-hmm. um yeah so on a scale of one to 13 then guys how would you rank this tour where one sucks and thirteen is awesome and amazing.
1: I would give it a twelve point five.
0: Twelve point five, Steve.
2: I'm gonna go thirteen. Oh, 13. 13. It was it was, a, it was a good tour. I'd 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 do it again.
0: It's really hard because rankings are all relative, right? So compared to any other artist tours, it's an absolute one hundred percent thirteen. Oh my gosh. Um, when you compare Taylor to herself, though,
2: well, are gosh, we?
0: It's so it's so difficult. That's, I, that's how I, I was doing it. Yeah. I kind of have to go with Diane in that 12.5 range um, only because it didn't have certain magic elements to it. But it was still awesome. You know, it was still really awesome.
1: The thing that I felt like where the tour was lacking is the special songs that she would sing at the end of the uh, catwalk. I really loved it during the red tour when she would say, Hey, this person on Twitter really wanted to hear this song or this girl on, Oh, on the red tour? Connect mm-hmm. Really wanted to hear this. And she would take um, requests from fans. And there were all sorts of like really, you know, songs that we hadn't heard in a while. Although she did sing um, our song a lot this time. It felt like she picked maybe like five songs and just went, you know and did those um over and um over again although she did sing holy ground all too well and should have said no which were different Mm -hmm. but
0: uh steve do you know why do you know why Mm -hmm. diane likes that she took requests on the last tour is because diane tweeted at taylor swift 13 and requested that she play mine at a show she was going to and taylor said Someone on Twitter asked me to play this and she played mine. I cried. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I was shaking. I was so happy. I mean, there's
0: there,
1: there's no way to prove that that was me, but still. There could the have been thousands of people that requested it. that right. song. It was amazing.
0: Overall, it was a phenomenal tour, guys. And I really had a lot of fun hanging out with you and taking these live tweets as they came in. Um, whoa.
1: Oh, someone said, I thought Adam gives everyone a 13. That's Finally, Clever Chloe he's again. She's actually doing a real rating. I like this, girl. Let's clever
0: Chloe, it. I did give it a 13 relative to other artists.
1: But you still gave it a 12.5 out of 13.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I already admitted earlier this wasn't my favorite Chloe's calling
1: course. you out.
2: Yep. You're mean.
0: <laughs> You're not my friend anymore. Any oh of you. My. I disown you all. Oh,
1: someone said they would give it an eight. We have to talk like
0: Whoa, who?
1: World to Taylor.
0: Oh. An eight. Why? Well, we're doing this last um, last giveaway. Tell us why you rank it so low.
2: But That's um, still not So, yeah, yeah,
0: last giveaway. So, I have sizes small and medium. We've already had two winners this show. Looking for our third and final winner, of the live episode.
1: Oh, and uh, before you do this, just to uh, fix my error, she also sang um, Ronan in Arizona.
0: She did that because Maya Thompson was in the audience. Oh, my God.
1: I'm going to cry. Um, and
0: from what I understand from a blog post, Taylor actually asked uh, Maya Thompson for permission to do that. She oh, to do I that would that have, her.
1: too, because you don't want to sing that song if you think, you know, she's there to have fun and, you know, not want to think about her poor
0: little baby um if anyone's confused Maya Thompson is Ronan's mother that is um the mother of the child that the song was written about um so third and final question as we wait for our eight person to tell us why she (laughs) gave it an eight how many countries will the 1989 world tour visit by the end of its run go count Let us know. Tweet us with the hashtag TaylorTalkLive with the answer to that question. Whoever gets the right answer first is the winner of the third and final shirt. Um, Adam, I have
2: something for you.
0: Steve has something for us.
2: I know that we've debated about this before, and I don't think we actually talked about it in terms of 1989, but on the Red Tour, when she redid some of her classic songs, you weren't a huge fan of them. What did you think of the ones that she played on this tour from her previous albums oh that's
0: a good question well you already know how i feel about we are never Getting Back together um i think it's phenomenal and better than the original so otherwise i guess you would be referring to love story right and i
1: knew you were trouble and
0: i knew you were trouble okay um i knew you were trouble i was slightly distracted by all the nearly naked men so i was distracted (laughs) in a different way than you were i
2: don't
0: know um I I was slightly like, wait, what, Wait, hang on, what, gross, um, no, no, I don't, I'm not comfortable right now. I really like that performance. (laughs) Um, So I was always a little bit distracted during that uh, rendition of I Knew You Were Trouble. Uh, However, I do commend her on her vocals, um, but for me, it's just not, that version is not my favorite
1: you're talking Mm -hmm. about i knew you were
0: trouble i knew you were trouble oh for Um, me that was better here's the here's the thing the The original version i like the sound of it better
2: did you like the dubstep part of it is that what you liked
0: i don't know if it's necessarily that but just the fact that it was a little bit more upbeat because you know how i am with upbeat versus slow songs Mm -hmm.
2: um
0: you know I, i don't know i just like the sound of the original version better um Otherwise, her vocals on it, though, she outdid herself on the new version. definitely had more soul, I think. Original version. Yeah, it definitely had that additional level of emotion put into it, and as Diane said, soul. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what was our last one? Love Story? Love
1: Story, which you didn't like.
0: No, I didn't like that one. I can't really even cite why because I tuned out when that one was on. (sighs) Wow. Um, Wasn't it the same version? She debuted at the award show with those weird like No, it oh. wasn't
1: an award no. show. She debuted it at uh, I Heart Radio. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that version, although I admit when she sings it on tour, I do kind of tune out because then that's her third song when she's up there on the catwalk and it's just it, it just sort of runs together in my head and I feel bad that it does, but it does. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, 10 new tweets. 10
1: tweets. Okay, let's see. Let's see who our winner, winner, chicken dinner is. Um, you, you can't say the right answer or another answer. You have to commit to one. <laughs> um,
2: I always go with the first answer in that case.
0: If we're going with the first answer, then we have a winner.
1: That was the only person that got it right.
2: I think we have a winner.
0: So Beth um, came back. What did, wait, what did she say? She just tweeted us again, though.
1: Oh, now, now, which one's your answer?
2: She just she, gave us a third answer. No, she gave
1: us four answers. How are we supposed to, you have to
2: Increasing to your odds of winning.
1: Yeah, but nobody else even got it. Some people were close. What's your source, Adam? Did you go through and count?
2: Um,
0: you If you want my source, it is the Xfinity behind the scenes video.
1: Okay, so I hope
0: Xfinity is correct. They are the tour sponsor, so I would imagine their answer would be correct.
1: Everyone is wrong. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Wow.
0: <laughs> Diane's mean. Like, you could say keep trying, guys, and be a little bit more encouraging.
2: But they already gave an answer. You don't want to give another answer.
1: Well, here's two, two new results. Um, 53. Are there even 53 countries?
0: In the world? Yeah. Yes. around 200. You're oh. right. <laughs> um and, in particular you. i think this tour is going to how many did i say earlier i said it earlier
1: you didn't say how many countries I, I know the question, that's the answer
2: to oh the yeah question.
0: <laughs>
1: you can't say that
0: you can't say that i said but how many we, cities I think well
1: earlier. if we i mean we should get out our timer because if nobody gets it then we have oh i'm so confused is that it, they seem hesitant
0: that's still the right answer, though.
1: Okay, then we're going with them because they just gave that, that number. They didn't confuse it with anything else.
2: Yay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it?
1: Her name is Claire. Sailor underscore Twips.
0: Twips. Said 12. 12 countries. 12, Twelve countries is the 12 countries.
2: And what 12 countries would those be?
0: I don't know. Ask the Xfinity people <laughs> that came up with those stats.
1: You can look at the set list and count.
0: Um, well, let's do this actually. Wikipedia Wikipedia is our friend. We're gonna find out right now, Steve. you and Diane have a nice little chit chat for a moment.
1: So I'm also looking but I'm trying to find it on her on her tour website. The problem
0: with her website is she only has the shows moving forward. She doesn't have Taylorswift.com
1: slash tour is not a page. Who made this website?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have <laughs> Japan one. United States, 2, Germany, 3, Netherlands, 4, Scotland, 5, England, 6, Ireland, 7, Canada, 8. Did
1: you already count the United States?
0: Singapore, 9, China, 10, Australia, 11. What am I missing?
1: Um, yeah, um, um, I, did you count Canada? Because Canada is not the same as the United States.
2: Try it again. One
1: and two, also depending three, on two, who four, you're talking five, to, six, are England seven, and Scotland different countries? Eight, eight, eight. Isn't that part? Isn't that the UK? Eleven.
0: Well, according to Wikipedia, it's eleven, but according to the tour sponsor, it's twelve. So I'm gonna stick with twelve.
1: What's that other country that that she's going to? The secret. <sighs>
0: i don't know but who are we gonna trust wikipedia or the tour because sponsor the
1: people so okay so then the people who went through and counted maybe wikipedia some people said 11 before they said 12
0: someone explain this to me 12 is the official answer whoever said 12 first and only 12
2: see this is why diane likes words and not numbers
1: well, this is also a geography question in a way too <laughs> oh
0: my goodness we need to wrap up this episode guys yeah. Let's just
1: say goodbye and run away
0: <laughs> say goodbye and run huh <laughs> so i hope everybody enjoyed joining us live it was a lot of fun following the hashtag on twitter and getting to interact with you guys and have you guys send in answers and trivia questions and things for the show um uh, the three people who won the three shirts were definitely going to be reaching out to you pretty soon to get um, some information for it from you so we can send you out the correct size and to the correct location. Did
1: Wikipedia not list New Zealand? Because that's the other one then.
0: Yeah, it didn't list New that's Zealand. That's it. That's it. Ah, 12. there's your 12. Thank you. Okay. Um, so there's 12. 12 is the correct answer. And who was that? Claire? That got um, first?
1: Yes, Claire. I, I saved her tweet.
0: She said 12 with question marks, 12. but she said 12 and only she 12. She just so said 12, that so
1: there, that was your answer. You have to submit it. Got to commit.
0: All right. So thank you to everybody who tuned in live to join us. Um, if you missed anything or ever want to go back for whatever reason, we're going to take the audio from this live video feed, and we are going to publish it to our normal iTunes feed. So that way, all these subscribers and people who are not able to make it to the live episode due to time constraints or whatever the case may be, will still be able to and tune And you can still
1: watch listen. it on the YouTube, right? Won't this become a YouTube video?
0: It yep. will. So um, if you We'll link that in the episode to taylortalk.org slash live you'll be able to watch the video of it there um i guess that was more for the benefit of people that are listening to the audio only in the future Our future people who are not here long
2: future people i'm not
0: people there either
1: the future. the future
0: people all right guys so i think it's time to bid you adieu we've been with you for about an hour and 40 minutes that's incredible that oh my gosh uh, as many time. people have stuck with us as they have i've been watching the number go up and down and up and down and up and down some people have come some people have gone i'm sure some people left and came back and we were still here talking (laughs) Um, (laughs) either way we're still here and now it's time to go so steve what episode was this
2: 196
0: so for episode 196 of taylor talk the taylor swift podcast this has been adam diane
2: and steve
0: saying thank you guys so much for celebrating our fourth anniversary with us for this live episode we hope you enjoyed it especially those that stuck around for the whole time um it's been a lot of fun guys we'll see you all next time for the next episode which will be back on our regular schedule bye bye Bye.
2: see ya
1: this podcast is not directly affiliated with taylor swift